0: Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com.
1: Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark. There's Charles W. Chuck. Chuck Bryant. Scratching out a significant amount of this <laughs> article, like literally as we started recording. That's important stuff. There's like numbers and dates and weights and. Yeah, temperatures you know and
0: that, that's, that's important stuff you just scratched out. I feel like it's all covered in the body of the text of the article, though.
1: Well, I mean, that's one way to do an intro, as anybody in journalism <laughs> can tell you. You can Take the write again. the article and uh-huh. then go back and summarize it sure. as an intro. Yeah, I've never been partial to that. Yeah, The intro to me is just like this... Stream of consciousness. It is, yeah. Now it tells you where the rest of the article is going to go because you don't know, man. Because uh-huh. it's all jazz, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah. Polar bears. Polar bears. Another Not the polar bear club. Although they may have clubs, oh, yeah. they're one of the least studied mammal populations on the planet.
0: It's because it's cold. No one wants to go hang out and watch them.
1: Yeah, pretty much. And because it's also extremely dangerous to. Yeah. To study polar bears up close and personal.
0: Yeah, they look cuddly, um, but they will. Especially they, Newt. They will. Yeah, remember Newt? Yeah, there I got a little bit about Newt. Oh, okay. Very sad. But you are going
1: to say they look cute and cuddly, but don't leave us hanging. Well, you go up to hug one like you want to, right? And you get your face eaten. Oh yeah. <laughs> if you're lucky, that's all that happens. To you know, you. I saw pictures of a guy who um, survived a polar bear attack. Ooh. Oh my goodness. Yeah. He was messed up. Like, I guess it was still attached, but three quarters of his scalp was now flip backable. Like, there's a hole clear through his Achilles tendon and his ankle. Wow. So, like, his Achilles tendon was intact, and the front, the top of his, the front of his ankle was intact, but in between the two, it was gone. That could have been a claw poke
0: or a fang.
1: Yeah, it could have been like flicking it with its thumb and, yeah.
0: and middle finger. Very strong. It's one of nature's cruelest things to make an animal so huggable. Uh, and so deadly. So, yeah. You know, if, you're, if you hug a
1: polar bear, it's bad news. Yeah, it's like one of those black widows that marry and kill. Right. Well, that's just my interpretation of polar
0: bears, you know. <laughs> you, you mean the Ursus maritimus?
1: Yeah, and uh, maritimus is uh, it's a legitimate thing to call it because sure. technically, a polar bear is a um, a sea animal, a sea mammal. Yeah, because they spend most of their time actually on the sea.
0: That's right, and in the sea sometimes, mm-hmm. as we'll find out. Right. Um, well, I guess we're knee deep in this thing, huh? Yeah, because you skipped the intro. <laughs> uh So the polar bear, what they think, um and I enjoy our animal casts a lot. Me too. And there's some of my favorite ones. I just wanted to say that. Although the polar bear doesn't, despite its huggability, doesn't compete with the jellyfish or the octopus. Sure. Um, But it's up there. Sure it is. Because you can hug a jellyfish. You know, I think. And I- an octopus. That's a great hug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> eight times as yeah, good. Yeah, they as, won't let go. <laughs> or I guess four times as good. Yeah. Alright, so the polar bear. Two two times as good.
1: Because polar bear has four.
0: No, I meant as a human hug. Oh, oh, gotcha. Uh, So Jerry even liked that one. (laughs) Um, So the polar bear evolved as best as we know uh, a couple hundred thousand years ago from the brown bear.
1: Actually, I saw the the scientific consensus is between five million and
0: six hundred thousand years. Really? Uh Because I saw the two hundred thousand all over the place. Did you really? Yeah, but it might be one of those, you know. How the internet is.
1: Like, I think Science Magazine used the term scientific consensus.
0: Oh, wow. So I was like, uh, I think that might be be right. (laughs) Threw down the gauntlet. Yeah. Uh, Well, let's just say, let's go with the scientific consensus. Okay. Um, And not our own article on our own website. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, But they did evolve from the brown bear, uh, they think. And um, one of the ways that they back this up as by saying polar bear can go have sex with a brown bear and they can make a baby bear and that bear can actually have babies. Yeah. Which means everything jibes. Do you remember our, I think it was our evolution in
1: isolation episode. Ah, That was a good one. Where we talked about speciation events Uh huh. and we talked about this, how the, how the brown bear just kept ranging further and further North. And as, as their kind of habitat changed, they actually evolved to, a, to, into a different species, the polar bear, right? Yeah, I remember that now. But I remember a species or a speciation event taking place when the two groups could no longer reproduce. That mm-hmm. was my memory of it, but I guess not because I went back and double checked yeah. and I was like, oh, polar bears are different species, but it can, it can reproduce with brown bears. Huh. And it does make sense because humans and Neanderthals or Neanderthals. Yeah. If you're a pet ant, um, <laughs> could, could, uh, reproduce and yeah. have fertile offspring. And they're definitely two different species of humans. Yeah, that's true. Right? Yeah, they were.
0: Well, you know, occasionally people get together and have a few drinks and science is created. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, so there are way more, um, brown bears. Everyone knows, and we're going to talk a lot about this, that the polar bear, I'm not sure the official designation. I, I don't think it's officially listed. Well, it depends on where you are. Yeah. The, as the official listings is threatened or, you know,
1: right. the like. It depends on the country it's in.
0: Yeah. But they are, they're not doing great. There's only about 25,000 polar bears and, uh, their habitat is shrinking literally physically shrinking.
1: Yeah. That's the big problem is that the, the melting of Arctic sea ice yeah. as we'll see is the Arctic sea ice is the, they, where they live. Right. They they live on ice floating out in the Arctic Ocean. Yes. Um, and they don't like to be on land. When they are on land, it's a problem for them. Yeah. So the the decrease in Arctic sea ice that's going on because of climate change um is affecting them tr- tremendously.
0: Yeah, and affecting the rest of the ecosystem. But uh, yeah, definitely
1: because um, say like if they get stranded on land, they start hunting on. Like for land mammals, right? Which affects the ecosystem, and that now there's competition that's not normally there for for prey. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. there's all sorts of ripple effects that are coming out of it. Yeah. But one thing I did see is that the the polar bears that are really, really far north uh-huh. are actually benefiting from the melting um, ice. Oh, really? Because it's easier for them to hunt now. Oh, because there is just less area to cover? Um It's the
0: ice is thinner. Oh, oh, oh. So they can hunt more easily on it. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Uh Well, it's a good thing you said north because you're not going to find polar bears at the South Pole where Santa lives. And penguins. No, wait. Santa lives at the North Pole.
1: North Pole with yeah. the polar bears.
0: That's right. We've all seen the Coca-Cola commercials. Yeah,
1: but that has <laughs> penguins in it. Yeah, and penguins and polar bears would never meet. Yeah, that's true. Except maybe at a zoo.
0: Yeah, that is true. They had polar bears at the San Diego Zoo.
1: There's a polar bear in China in a mall in China that has a zoo, and it is Ugh. one of the saddest things I've ever heard of. I signed a petition last night to free it. Oh, really? Its name is Pizza, and it is. <laughs> it's. <laughs> The pizza, of the polar bear. Wow, it's the uh, it's the saddest. I think it's billed as the saddest polar bear on the planet. Oh man, it's so sad. Look into it, Chuck. Outside the, petition. Uh, I yeah, I guarantee you will. And you know what?
0: I bet we could get a lot of people to sign that petition. Mm-hmm. We'll see if it matters. Okay. Do petitions matter? Do they make a difference? Uh, I think feels... if they're
1: accompanied with the right, like press, like media pressure,
0: right? Sure. Or like a mafia thug. Right. To deliver the papers. I got a petition for you. I highly recommend you read it. <laughs> uh, so polar bears do live only in the Northern Hemisphere. Uh, those 25,000 are in 19 distinct populations, uh, in five, just five countries, including the United States. Yeah, that's funny because their habitat
1: is at the top of the world mm-hmm. where five countries basically come together.
0: Yeah. You, well, Alaska.
1: Yeah, that's the U.S. part. Canada, True. obviously. I think two-thirds of all polar bears actually live in Canada. Yes, Even very though they, nice. if you asked them that, they wouldn't be able to tell you.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: Russia is uh-huh. another big one. Norway?
0: Yep. And Greenland? That is correct. Uh And it is tough living up there for humans, but not for polar bears. They love it. They are well adapted over the years.
1: Yeah, supposedly if they run... For any bit of time, they have to like stop and lay down. Yeah. Because they'll overheat and they will exhaust themselves.
0: Yeah. I I identified a lot when I was reading this with the polar bear, right?
1: Like, I kind of like these guys. They are incredibly well adapted. Um, which is another reason why I think they don't think it's any less than 600,000 years that they evolved from brown bears, right? Because it takes a while. It would take so long for these just. They're really different from brown bears. Like, brown bears are basically herbivores. Uh Polar bears are carnivores. Yeah. They eat seal blubber. Like, brown bears eat berries. Right. And the occasional human on accident, maybe.
0: Yeah. But polar bears are like, give me some seals. I want them. I bet they would eat some berries if someone offered them up for dessert, maybe. (laughs) Maybe. But there are no berries. Right. You know? But
1: it would take a lot because they get kind of big and they need a lot of fat to, to ward off the cold.
0: Well, yeah, and they have a lot of it. uh, they have two layers of fur and then a uh, blubber full blubber layer that's about four and a half inches thick of just blubber,
1: yeah, supposedly like fifty percent of their weight at any given time or when they're fully um developed or or nourished, yeah is uh blubber well, it's their own fat
0: since you mentioned the weight, we'll go ahead and throw some stats out, okay, uh adult males eight or nine feet, nine feet. Yeah,
1: apparently that's the biggest bear. The polar bear is the biggest of the bears. Yeah, from what I understand,
0: not the bears. <laughs> Berenstain bears. <laughs> Berenstain. Uh, adult females uh, six to eight feet, and the the males weigh up to thirteen hundred pounds. Nine feet tall and thirteen hundred pounds. Yeah, that's that's intimidating. It is. You've and seen Lost? I haven't. Yeah. This article mentioned it, though. Of course because it was probably written when these stats were accurate. <laughs> uh, the females can get up to about 700 pounds. Those claws I mentioned, uh, about two inches, and um, they live about 20 years. Um, yeah, I was surprised by that. It's really short. 20 years? Sure. I didn't think that was too bad for a bear. Oh, I thought it was very short. What would you think? What's a good bear span for you, mm. lifespan?
1: Like 40 or 50 years. Yeah? That's what I want to see in for a bear. Yeah. <laughs> well, we all do. Yeah. Let's be honest.
0: Twenty years. This is like live fast die young type age.
1: <laughs> you know?
0: So uh their paws, which we mentioned the the claws, they, they have these big, beautiful, fat, round paws that act like snowshoes. And they, they walk and they spread out when they walk on the on the ice and sort of distribute their weight. And in fact when they're on thin ice they even spread their arms out wider. It's very cute. Mm. Uh and they have these little uh, papillae on their bottom paws, right? These little nubs, because ice is slippery, and they the front paws are actually slightly webbed uh, for swimming. It's amazing. Yeah. So, like you said, it's it's a sea bear. It is the Maritimus <laughs> Ursa
1: Maritimus. So let's let's talk about some of its like actual habits and the things it does after a break. You want to? Yes. <laughs>
0: Hey, my friend, if you want a website these days, there are some frustrating ways to go about it, but one easy way is by using Squarespace.
1: Yeah, Squarespace doesn't require you to hang out with coders. No, all you have to do
0: is... Figure out
1: how to drag and drop using a mouse, and all of a sudden, you know how to build a website, thanks to
0: Squarespace. That's right. They have beautiful pre-made templates for you. They're going to look great. Uh, if you want to sell something, you want to hawk your wares, they have seamless commerce tools. They have great customer support, even though it's really easy to figure out on your own. If you can't work something out... They have 24-7 real human customer support, and every member of that team is an actual user.
1: Yeah, that's right. And right now, you can start a free trial today at Squarespace.com and enter our offer code STUFF whenever you make your first purchase, and they'll give you 10% off. Plus, when you sign up for a year, Squarespace will give you a free custom domain name.
0: That's right. Just visit Squarespace.com and enter our offer code STUFF. Squarespace. Set your website apart. (laughs)
1: Chuck, you mentioned their fur, right? Yeah. So, you know their fur is translucent. That's right. They're I mean, not we it's talked not about that on wiped. another episode at some point. Probably the the evolve in isolation one.
0: Yeah, or maybe translucent or by or uh oh maybe or uh, the butterfly's wings
1: one? Yeah, yeah. What is I can't remember what it's called. Iridescence. Iridescence. That was a really interesting episode too. It was. Um, but yeah, their 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 um fur is actually, it's translucent because it's hollow. Uh-huh. And it's hollow because it traps air and then their body heat can warm the air. Yeah. It's kind of like, um, have you ever camped when it was cold? Yes. And all you need is one of those little thin blow-up mats because your body heat warms the air underneath it.
0: A uh, thermo Right. That's a brand name, but
1: sure. Right. Okay. So it's the same thing, but this is their fur that's doing that. Yeah. Um. And since it's hollow and translucent, it uh, actually scatters all colors of light and creates this white appearance like a, a quartz wood or something like that. Yeah. It's amazing. So they're not actually white coated in white fur. It's all an illusion.
0: Yeah. So if you saw a polar bear in New York City, it would be the color of street garbage.
1: <laughs> right, like a chameleon. It's not true. Street garbage color. Uh, what color is that? Well, you know,
0: it's grayish in- mustard. Yeah, it's like a pizza box, and mm-hmm. there'll be some recycling, mm-hmm. and then just some, just New York apartment detritus. Mm-hmm. It's like the colors of the rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so the fur is um, not all over their body. The parts of their body that don't have this uh, thick insulation and this blubber. Uh the tail and the muzzle and the ears are have adapted to be small because it's not as insulated with that blubber mm-hmm. so it um
1: it requires less energy to heat, yeah, and it it has less surface to to lose heat from, right that's right, so yeah, these guys are like incredibly well adapted for their environment, which is really saying something because their environment is about as inhospitable that a mammal as you can imagine, yes um they are routinely comfortable and apparently have no heat loss whatsoever at temperatures of like negative um what is it like thir- negative fifty Fahrenheit negative fifty yeah that's the like that's the temperature they're they're comfortable in um and they actually yeah they experience no change in body temperature at a temperature of negative thirty four degrees Fahrenheit which is negative thirty seven Celsius amazing yeah, they're just like it's they're unaffected by it, yeah, they're that well suited to the environment.
0: Uh, so we mentioned them walking. They can walk great distances, up to 30, I'm sorry, 20 miles, 30 kilometers a day, uh, for days and days in a row. And, uh, they've been tracked swimming up to 60 miles, which is amazing.
1: Okay. One other thing.
0: Yeah. I saw, um,
1: a Canadian Geographic article, which is a thing. Okay. <laughs> uh, And they, this was a 2012 article, and they mentioned a recent study. So probably 2010, 2011, maybe 2012 study found polar bears swimming as a result of climate change, um, up to 687 kilometers. Wow, that's 426 miles. That's to get from ice to ice. Yes,
0: man, that's sad.
1: Four hundred and twenty six miles. These things are just swimming like hmm
0: Well and I don't think they're supposed to swim that far. No, definitely not. You know? No, but they can. They'll do it. That's amazing. And they're doing that to eat that sweet, sweet seal blubber. Yeah,
1: and plus I mean the sea ice is their habitat. This is where they live, it's where they sleep, it's and it's where they hunt most most importantly.
0: Yeah. So um they don't another big difference with the brown bear is they don't hibernate like uh the your average bear. Uh, you like that? Uh, females sort of semi-hibernate when they're kind of pre and post pregnancy, but it's not true hibernation in like the biological sense.
1: You want to talk about mating? (laughs) Oh, sure. Specifically polar bear mating?
0: Oh, oh, yeah. I guess we should.
1: So again, they, they are, um, a fairly not closely studied, um, Mammal population, right? So scientists actually aren't entirely sure how females signal to males that they're um, uh, ready to reproduce. Right. And the reason why is um, the females don't appear to actually go into any kind of heat. They have something called induced ovulation, right? Yes. Which is once
0: they're mating, they start to ovulate. Yeah, it actually... The intercourse is what causes the ovulation, right?
1: And not always. Sometimes it takes several times.
0: Yeah, you got to be good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you got to know what you're doing, right? Um, and once the once they actually do, um, Make. Uh, I guess, sure. Yeah. Once the once the egg is fertilized, yes, it, the 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 embryo doesn't actually start developing right away either.
0: Yeah, that's super interesting. It's an eight month gestation, uh-huh. but the first four months. It's, it's just sitting there. Yeah, just the fetus is just like waiting, uh, while the mom eats and eats and eats yeah. and prepares for that long, uh, that long period, as we'll see where the, where, you know, she has her little cub and uh, cubs. Think, yeah, a couple, couple usually, at a time. Usually twins. Isn't That's, that cute? Have, you know, well, you've seen polar bear cubs, right? Yeah, it's pretty adorable. Twins, Chuck. They're born blind, without teeth. They probably make. Cute little noises. They're not insulated, so they need mom. Like, if polar bear mom dies right away, polar bear cubs will not survive.
1: Oh, yeah, they're, they're
0: toast. Zero chance.
1: Yeah, like you said, they're born blind and without teeth. They have really thin fur and no insulation. They weigh about a pound and are a foot long, <sighs> which is really tiny for a bear that's going to grow into 1,300 pounds. Oh, yeah. Um, and, yeah, the mom makes a den when she's... Um, carrying her uh, her embryos and uh-huh. starts to fatten up. She goes and makes a little winter den, sometimes a snow den, which, by the way, you should see that movie, Snowden. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Yeah. The the documentary or the movie? Well, both. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so she'll make a little snow cave, snow den, that kind of thing, um, or use an actual cave, but for the most part, she's usually just she's digging out a little space for herself. Sure. Sure. And then, um, she'll give birth and then nurse the cubs for at least their first 20 months.
0: Yeah. They have to hang out with mama for a while and th- drink that milk.
1: Yeah. I think maybe, um, a couple years, maybe up to four years they spend with mom, like learning to hunt and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, she doesn't leave the snow den for like the first, um, several months.
0: Yeah. Dad splits after a week. Right. He's like my work here is done. I might even go get someone else pregnant. Right. Uh they're not uh, monogamous. Uh the women uh the women, the females um <laughs> the they're lady lady bears. <laughs> right. They uh they mate successfully usually between the age of 6 and 8 years old and they only for a mammal don't reproduce a lot, which is one of the reasons there's only 25,000 of them. They only have about 5 litters over their lifespan whereas some mammals, you know, I mean they just have litter upon litter every year. Right. Of multiple, multiple little cubs.
1: Yeah, which is another reason why, you know, a loss of the to the polar bear population is sure. so it's a big deal. Yeah. They don't replace their replacement rate is kinda low.
0: That's right. Uh and there could be, you know, a battle over mating with a female because um it's you know, it's sparse out there. It's not the most happening scene. For, for picking up, uh. It's not a fern bar. <laughs> no, it's not a fern bar. Uh, so, if that happens, they, they will fight, they won't kill each other. Um. Yeah, I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah, of course, the human in me is like, they know that they're dwindling, so they won't kill each other. Right. Of course, it's not true at all. That's funny, cause the human in me was like, they, they're like,
1: it's really tough out here, so we all gotta <laughs> stick together. Yeah. You'd like to think that.
0: Um, but what they do is they will, uh, they will lower their head, but pin their ears back and roar. It's kind of a lot of posturing, um, but there could be like an injury that occurs fighting over uh, who to mate with. Right,
1: but not to the death.
0: Yeah, I'm sure it happens occasionally. There's probably a jerk bear every now and then, <laughs> yeah. you know, this feels threatened. Todd. Yeah, he's all on steroids. <laughs> uh, but when a death will happen is if anyone messes with those cubs because Mama Bear sure. will take you down. Yeah. Like without thinking twice. All right. It's very sweet. So the little bears have been brought
1: up by their mom, the twins, Chuck and Buck. (laughs) They are, they have been brought up by their mom and raised to hunt, hunt, hunt. And, uh, now they know what they're doing. So if you could drop in on either one of those guys, and actually they're, I I was really surprised to hear this. The males will like hang out with one another. Yeah. They're not necessarily territorial. Yeah,
0: they'll even share a meal occasionally
1: if yes. they have enough. Again, it's because they're like, it's tough out here, man. Yeah. Come on.
0: Yeah. They're like, brother, can you spare a dime? I've had my 100 pounds of blubber today. Right. Which is literally how much they can eat. Right. So um when they hunt, they prefer ice, uh,
1: like a a bit of ice, sea ice that sure. they can sit on. And actually what they'll do is they look for holes in the ice The main prey... Of the polar bear is the ringed seal. Yeah, it's their favorite. They'll they'll eat other stuff. They'll eat just about anything: a whale carcass, a live beluga whale that they yeah. can catch, um, walruses, whatever. But they really go nuts for ringed seals. Yeah. Okay. So um, ringed seals have a thing where whenever it's um, th- the ice is thin enough for them to dig through, and by thin enough we're talking like six feet. Yeah. Right. The seal has these um, basically appendages on its flippers that are sharp. Yeah. And they use it to carve holes through the sea ice. Mm-hmm. And these are the seal's breathing holes. And they make about 10 to 15 of them every season. And then they'll keep them like open throughout the season. They maintain them. Yeah. So they're hunting down there. They're eating their own stuff. They need to come up for air sometimes. Well, polar bears stake these things out. Because they know that a seal has to come up for every, like, five to ten minutes.
0: Yeah, it's like whack-a-mole almost. Exactly. Yeah. And they, it's, well, it's sad in a way, but it's also, uh, it's sad pretty, for the seal. It is. But it's necessary. And it's pretty sharp, too. But it's
1: it, it's an amazing waiting game that requires tons yeah. of patience.
0: Like, you can watch videos on YouTube of a bear, and this is like a, a thousand-pound bear like very gingerly because, mm-hmm. you know, they, the seal can see what's going on or feel it. Right. And they very quietly walk up to these holes mm-hmm. and just wait like a cat almost. Hours? Yeah. Like days? Just waiting and smelling. They can smell like 20 miles. Right. So you can bet they can smell down into that hole. Sure. And then there's one that slow-mo video of this mm-hmm. bear, like, leaping up in the air. And the whole, basically everything but his butt and his hind legs goes down into that water. Right. Grabs that seal with those claws, and, and that seal goes. And, <laughs> yeah, he's like these curse these breathing holes that I need. <laughs> yeah. uh, I couldn't I have
1: had guilt.
0: <laughs> yeah, and the bear uh, eats well. Like I said, about a hundred pounds in a meal, and it's also horrific. Yeah, because they're white, and the blood
1: from the seal really stands out against. Yeah, them.
0: and on the ice and snow, it's like it does. It looks like a, a horror movie.
1: But bears have actually evolved to clean up very like immediately after eating. So they'll eat and eat and eat. Like you said, they'll eat like a hundred pounds of blubber at a time. And when the hunting's good, they'll just eat the seals blubber. Sure. Right. Um, and actually what's interesting is the omega threes in that seal blubber actually cut down on the type of cholesterol that would allow plaque to build up in their arteries. Oh wow. So they can subsist basically on a diet of fat seal blubber. Yeah. You know, it's amazing. Um, and right after they finish this meal, they're covered in blood, and it's really, again, horrific. They'll take a bath. Depending on the time of year, they'll take a bath in the in the sea itself, uh-huh. or they'll take a, a snow bath, and then they'll take a little nap.
0: Well, because they need that, like you said, they need that fur to remain translucent and clean in order to stay warm right. and dry. So, uh yeah, they clean up to keep themselves warm, not just because they look like something out of a West Craven movie. <laughs> right. But but also because they have to remain camouflaged, too. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, well, before we take a break, I do want to mention the the very funny thing. If a polar bear does not get that seal in the hole, uh-huh. they can throw a little hissy fit. Oh, yeah. And they've been known to, like, pound the ice in frustration. Uh, and I don't think, like, people are, you know, putting their stuff on the bear. Like, it, they literally, like, when they miss the seal... Start throwing things around and beating on the ice because right. they're angry.
1: Like imagine waiting at an air hole for yeah. two days. Yeah, the seal finally comes up and you miss. Uh huh. Yeah, I, I can. I don't think it's anthropomorphizing either. Yeah, it's pretty funny.
0: Um, all right, well let's take a break and we'll talk a little bit about their uh, dwindling ice and numbers after this. <laughs> Stuff All right, we're back. Uh, one thing we did not mention that I think is obvious, but we might as well say it, is the polar bear is nothing hunts the polar bear. Right. They're the king daddies and mamas of their land. The apex predator. Yeah, which is a pretty good place to be. Um, the bad place to be, if you're a polar bear, is where you live and hunt, because like we said, it's, it's shrinking, and, um, it creates a lot of problems. We mentioned a little bit about the ecosystem, you know, they'll go in there and they'll eat birds and eggs and things like that when they have to, caribou maybe. On the shore? Shoreline? Yeah, but they're, they're not supposed to be eating that stuff. Right uh and they're not supposed to be encountering humans uh as often as they are either which is a problem in some parts of the world
1: yeah well there's actually um a town in Manitoba called Churchill that's developed a a like basically it's made itself a tourist destination for polar bear tourism uh uh-huh. um but it's like one of the few places in the world that's like a, an established settlement where westerners can come and um view them yeah yeah uh but even in Churchill, they, they occasionally have to like shoot the polar bears if they just won't leave. Yeah. And apparently, little PSA here, if you ever encounter a polar bear, do not lay down and play dead. That's not what you want to do.
0: Yeah. Is it like regular bears? You try to make yourself look big?
1: Look big, make a lot of noise, chase them off. Um, apparently they'll break out. There's another town, um, in, uh, I think Norway. Uh, that, what, they'll like rev their snowmobiles. They'll get the town helicopter out and try to scare them off like
0: that. Yeah, that's the one Svalbard, yeah. which has uh, 2,300 people and 3,000 polar bears. Yeah. So they've probably gotten pretty used to fending for themselves.
1: Yeah. They have. Um, for the most part, the bears will leave because from everything I saw, the polar bear in particular isn't interested in in
0: encountering humans it's not their thing no it's like almost any wildlife they're forced into that situation
1: yeah if you look at bear attacks though um like a grizzly bear will attack you while you're just sleeping quietly in a sleeping bag near in, in anywhere near it. and it comes into your camp it'll maul you you're dead the polar bear list of polar bear attacks do not include stuff like that it's it's a polar bear that you have startled or you're very hungry or it's very hungry and you happen to have meat in your pockets. Yeah, that was,
0: <laughs> yeah, in Churchill, Manitoba, their, um, their stats, they have had two people killed in 300 years by polar bears.
1: Yeah, which, that's a pretty good track record for one of two
0: towns where. Not bad. Yeah. Uh, one of them was because these kids, uh, saw a bear and started throwing rocks at it. Not a good idea. So the bear was like, all right, jerks, here I come. Uh And then the second one, was a dude had meat in his pockets. You know? Yeah. He was eating at a diner. He wanted to go box. <laughs>
1: Got his meatloaf. They're like, just, just put that meatloaf in your pocket. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I guess I will this one time. and The one time. But actually, if you do look at the polar bear stats, right? For attacks. Fatal attacks by polar bears in the United States and Canada. And remember, 60% of all polar bears... Uh, live in Canada. Yeah. So this is a substantial amount of the polar bears. Um, There there have been eight fatal attacks in the United States and Canada by polar bears since 1972. Four of those took place in zoos where humans climbed into the enclosure with the polar bear. I saw this
0: one lady that wanted to swim with them. Yeah. she jumped in and got bitten on like the arm and back and was like screaming, and they fished her out. Oh, she survived? She survived.
1: What a bad idea. Yeah.
0: Um, apparently, that's a thing.
1: There's a, a dude in uh, Toledo, mm-hmm. before I was born, who was found in the polar bear enclosure at the Toledo Zoo. And they think he was probably on drugs. And yeah, I'm sure true. he was like, this is going to be great. I'm going to go hang <laughs> out with that polar bear. Yeah. But think of it. Eight people died in the U.S. and Canada since 1972, half of them at the zoo. Yeah. Only four
0: in the wild. Yeah, so that's the real stat. It does say a lot. It does. Um, And, you know, we said make yourself look big. If you don't know what that means, that means the big trick is to, uh you probably got on a winter coat if you're living in one of these places. So just grab the bottom of your winter coat and pull it up over your head uh, with your arms. And oh, basically, yeah, you just appear like, Large, and that's one of the big survival tips for any bear, really. Just makes you look bigger and scarier. Right. Because bears are, you know, actually polar bears are pretty smart, supposedly. Is that right? Yeah, I was about to say they were dumb, but they, uh, they're they one of the smarter mammals.
1: I mean, how so? Where did you see that?
0: I, I was just on a polar bear site, you know. And they were, <laughs> oh, yeah. They were just literally ticking off all the, like, cognitive abilities. But I think they're, they're supposed to be much smarter than, like, your average brown bear. Yeah? Yogi bear.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Yogi's pretty smart. He can talk, wears a tie.
0: I, yeah. I think he's driven a car before. He can get inside a picnic basket. Mm-hmm. I'd love that when I was a kid. Did you watch that?
1: Oh, yeah. Yogi Bear. I liked Yogi Bear from like the original series all the way through the weird stuff in like the 70s. I
0: don't remember the weird stuff.
1: Like um, the Laugh Olympics. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. All that. Spinoffs and yeah. whatnot. Yeah. yeah. So, Chuck, we've... Uh, Talked about it uh, indirectly a couple of times, but the, the polar bear's habitat is shrinking tremendously, right? Yes. The ice is literally melting. And like I was saying in that one Canadian Geographic article, they were saying that the bears, the bears in the south are really having trouble. And there are far more human bear encounters than there normally are. Yeah. Because if a bear makes his way to shore and, um, summer strikes and the ice recedes, they're stuck. He's stuck. Yeah. They have to wait around until winter comes again, or late fall, and the ice starts to come back toward shore, so they can swim toward it.
0: Yeah. Or swim four hundred miles. Right. Exactly.
1: Um. So that's that's creating a problem, especially for the ones that are in the southern range, and but the ones that are in the northern range are enjoying like easier hunting than ever. Yeah. Because the the ice is thinning out for them, so they the seals can get through it more easily. So there's more seals, so there's more hunting right up up north. The thing is, is that's not necessarily sustainable. Like they may be enjoying like a heyday right now, but eventually that ice will melt too. And well, they'll be goners. Interesting. Because a bear can overheat from, from running. Yeah. Right? So as the temperatures increase, the, the, the bear's actual physical health is in danger, let alone their, you know, habitat shrinking. Yeah. Um, so they're not entirely certain what to do.
0: Uh, I looked up hunting polar bears, mm-hmm. and I think the only the Inuit people are allowed to. No. Well, I, you can get there are certain places in Canada where you can get an exemption, mm-hmm. but it's apparently very rare and controlled, and, and very expensive. Well, and expensive, and and supposedly they say is is well within the um the bounds of not harming the the overall population number.
1: Well. Again, I'm sorry to keep going back to this, well, but that Canadian geographic article um I should probably say the name. I think it's called like The Truth About Polar Bears. Yeah. Totally worth reading. But um it talks a lot about managed hunting programs. The being a good thing or bad. They were saying it's as long as it's done right, basically everybody involved i think they even cited the world wildlife fund yeah as saying like yeah we should probably like h- manage these populations through hunting with with very strict quotas but yeah the inuits traditionally or the inuit and i think the cree are two groups that have like virtually unrestricted hunting Yeah, like native rights but they're they're apparently trusted to you know stay within these these Limits.
0: Yeah, and the people that can pay to do it, I think, have to be taken in by Inuit guides. Yeah, and they actually, uh, the Inuit families are who keeps the the bear meat, right? After the rich American.
1: Yeah, I saw that too. Kills the bear, which is that's great. Just, who cares about the meat? I just want to kill the bear. Yeah, I just want the head on my wall. I founded Jimmy John's. <laughs>
0: Isn't that the guy? Yeah, he's a big game hunter.
1: Who else? was? Who's the other guy, the dentist that killed Leo the lion? Yeah. I wonder yeah. what ever happened to him. I bet his dentist practice suffered. Yeah. That'd be my guess. Oh, it definitely did, but I wonder if it rebounded since since the initial, since the internet got bored and moved on to something else.
0: Yeah, probably so. I'm, I mean, I'm not into any hunting for myself, um, but I certainly um Hate big game hunting for you, anyone.
1: You know, I would like to put a call out. Like, um, anytime I've I've had discussions about hunting or whatever, mm-hmm. and I've said I, I don't I don't see the point in our modern world of hunting. Um, I, it's always been countered with, "Well, you know, hunting's a lot more humane than the factory sure. f- farming that you're you're eating the meat from." Yeah, um, and I've never that's always struck me as a straw straw argument straw man argument but i've never been able to exactly identify why yeah or maybe it's not and that's why i've never been able to identify why but it's it's always confounded me
0: yeah i don't i mean i know that people talk about the populations and controlled hunting and all that being Mm -hmm. good for the population right which i'm sure that's very valid i'm just talking about me personally like when push came to shove i like hanging out in the woods i like camping Mm -hmm. i like shooting guns every now and then oh yeah at targets sure Mm -hmm. shoot up some tin cans it's fun sure but uh When push came to shove, I could never like pull the trigger and kill an animal. I shot a squirrel when I was a kid. Yeah. And it was just like the worst day of my life. Yeah. I think I've told that story. It was awful.
1: I've got one or two of those under my belt.
0: Yeah. And you either get into it or you don't, I guess. And all of my friends hunted growing up, you know, in Georgia. Sure. At my church, like every single one of them, but my dad didn't hunt. So I didn't hunt. Yeah. And he didn't take a stand. He was just, he was into camping and hiking and not shooting animals.
1: Leaving nothing but footprints.
0: Yeah. Taking nothing pictures. but photographs. <laughs> yeah. It's not take only pictures and polar bear heads. Leave <laughs> only footprints. <laughs> leave only blood in the snow. And leave the polar bear meat behind for the Inuit. So, Newt? You want oh, me, yeah, Newt. You got anything else? No. Nope. Let's finish up with Newt. Everyone remembers Newt. Cutest polar bear ever. Uh, in Germany. And Newt died very sadly. Uh, had a seizure and fell into a pool and they think that he probably drowned once he fell in.
1: Right, I think he had meningitis.
0: Well, no, they finally found out what it is. They couldn't find any kind of pathogen, and so uh, this Dr. Harold Pruss uh, for the German Center of Neurodegenerative Disease got together with um, Professor Alex Greenwood at the Leibniz Institute for Zoo and Wildlife Research, and they said that he had an autoimmune disease, they found out, uh, because nothing made sense about the seizure. So they really wanted to investigate not only for Newt's sake, but to, you know, see if they could help other animals. Right, and the, uh, it turns out that Newt is the very first animal domesticated, wild ever, diagnosed with an anti-NMDA receptor encephalitis.
1: Oh, that's what it was, encephalitis, not meningitis.
0: Yeah, which is a non-infectious form of encephalitis, which uh, basically is when you're. Body's own immune system attacks your brain. Wow. It's the very first animal ever recorded to have this. So Poor Newt. Well, poor Newt, but a big breakthrough to learn this. That it can happen? Yeah. Because yeah. now they can, you know, study it and Newt was the, the, the reason that they can make this progress, so maybe something good can come from that. Yeah. Very sad, though. Sure. Have a seizure and fall in water and drown. Uh, yeah. Oof.
1: Got anything else? Got nothing else. I do have one other thing, the uh Inuit speaking of the Inuit, they have um obviously a number of legends about polar bears. Sure. One of them is that they're actually uh shapeshifters. Ooh. Human shapeshifters. Once again they they're igloos, they shed their polar bear skin and turn back into humans. I like that. The other is that um when when an Inuit uh kills a polar bear, they will put out like an offering of tools. Uh huh. Again, with the idea that the polar bears Um, have some sort of uh, they share an afterlife with humans possibly as humans Uh um, and that they need these tools in the afterlife and the better the spread of tools you give the polar bear the more likely this polar bear is to tell other living polar bears hey you should let this guy kill you because he's going to hook you up with some amazing tools afterward Nice. so go ahead and let him take your life
0: very spiritual
1: it's pretty cool they call him nanook
0: yes (laughs) N-A-N-U-K. Yeah. (laughs) Not O-O-K.
1: If you want to know more about Nanook, uh, you can type the word polar bears into the search bar at HowStuffWorks.com. And since I said Nanook, it's time for listener mail.
0: I'm going to call this a letter from a young fan.
1: Okay, good. We
0: like those, right? Yeah, of course. Uh, Hey, guys, I'm a 14-year-old fan. Actually, my 15th birthday is tomorrow, which is now in the past. Mm -hmm. So he's already 15. Uh, I wanted to get it out before then. I've been uh, listening since last July, and I've recently been listening to the older podcast from the beginning. I'm about three years in at this point. I've never written in before because I had no real reason to. Uh, I have recently started my freshman year at a new school, uh, and it's been hard for me because I was homeschooled before this, and I could listen to you guys whenever I wanted to. But now I'm at a charter school, and I miss having you in my ear all the time. Hmm. Uh, and then he sends... His name is uh, Elias, and he sends a couple of PSs. Uh, if Jerry were to speak at a normal volume, mm-hmm. would your microphones pick her up? Uh, no. I don't think so, Jerry. Would they? No. She shakes her head now. These are directional mics? Uh, these are omnipresental mics. <laughs> well, that means they should pick up Jerry. Right, but
1: they're not that good. okay. Uh,
0: no, Elias, these microphones are generally... Uh, for when we put our mouths right upon them and they're not meant to hear other things in the room.
1: Right, that's that's what they're made for.
0: Yeah, because Jerry yells at us through most of the show. Yeah. No one ever hears it. There's a lot of like shaking and twitching that we do. <laughs> and then the PPS, which is correct, uh, recently came across how squatters work. Uh, you gave an example of renters who moved out, but it had invited a house guest who refused to move out, which classified as a squatter. I was wondering if you could rent for a month, stop paying, and refuse to move out. And invoke squatters' rights? Would that work? I'm not planning on trying it, but it invoked my curiosity. Elias, I don't think that would work because it takes many, many years to uh, to finally gain. You know, I mean, you might be able to stay there for a little while, but I don't think you would be able to stay there for the years it would take to gain, uh, I guess, ownership of the property.
1: Oh, is that? That's what he's asking. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, you you'd be able to stay there throughout the legal process, but like I think it's like thirteen years that you have to stay somewhere.
0: Well, before you can.
1: Okay. Yeah, it's but it's everywhere. years, right?
0: Yeah, it takes yeah. a long time. Sure. And I would imagine at some point a landlord would eventually bring in uh, Vinny and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Vinny and Jimmy, Vinny and Toots. Yeah, Vinny and Toots to uh, make sure you leave. Yeah. That would be my guess.
1: The key here, Elias, is to go find yourself an abandoned house that <laughs> clearly no one wants, move in there, spruce the place up, and start paying taxes on it. Don't do that. But All I'm right. just saying. Sure. Advice to 15-year-old listeners. Thank you, Elias. Yeah, thanks a lot, Elias. That was a good one. Uh, if you have a question then uh, you want to get in touch with us, you can tweet to us at SYSK Podcast. You can join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash know. You can send us an email to Podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. And as always, join us at our home on the web, StuffYouShouldKnow.com.
0: For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com.